welcome to another edition of the 1% Better Podcast with your host, Rob O'Donoghue. Hey folks, welcome to another episode of 1% Better and delighted to be recording this on a, what night of the week is it, a Tuesday night uh, with a guest who's from Ireland but um, living on the east coast of the US at the moment so it's kind of a, an Irish US link all good um, looking forward to chatting with my guest tonight Amy Shine welcome to the podcast Amy thanks for having me <laughs> looking forward to learning about uh, a few different things that I'm interested in don't know a whole lot about specifically uh, in, in in your world but um, great to have you on to the podcast so so Amy talk to me a bit about I guess diving straight into it, access consciousness, something that I'm obviously aware of consciousness, but what is access consciousness? <laughs> um, so um, access consciousness is like a set of tools, I guess, and um, processes that are kind of like pragmatic that you can use every day in your life to come out of really, I mean, really just to get you out of judgment of yourself first of all um so there's like different there's body work that we do called um access bars um but then there's also like questions that you use every day and it's just like i suppose how do you sum it all up in a few sentences it's just like it's a way of tools and information you can use to actually get you out of the judgment you have of yourself mm. because like if you want to, you know, if you want to create anything in your life, if you want to have more ease with money, if you want to have greater relationships, if you want to have, you know, more joy with your body, you have to first stop judging it. Like you have to come out of judgment because nothing can change when you're judging. If you're judging you or you're judging your finances or you're judging, you know, your partner, your wife, your husband, whatever, you're judging your body, you can't actually change it. Like judgment kills everything. It kills creation. It kills your body. And, you know, we hear a lot now, like there's a lot of talk. Um, people are coming kind of more open now to like, you know, your, th- your thoughts create what shows up in your life. Like your point of view creates your reality, you know. So like if you look in the mirror every day and you say, oh, my God, I'm so fat. I'm so fat. Like that's what you'll create with your body. So it starts really with your thoughts for everything. Um, so access, I suppose, is a way of just having tools that are easy and that work very quickly to get you out of first off the judgment of yourself. And then when you get out of the judgment of yourself, you can actually start to create your life, mm-hmm. you know, and create what you want to have. Okay, cool. So we, do you we, ever, yeah. Go, go, go. Do you ever feel like, so do you ever feel like, uh, like something just keeps happening? Like the same thing keeps happening over and over. Like it's just repetitive. I think, I think just before we started, the um, the Zoom didn't work, and that's happened over and over. So maybe I, I need to think differently about Zoom and move to Skype more regularly. So, <laughs> Do you have judgments of Zoom, Rob? <laughs> I'm judging it right now at the moment, but, but Skype is working anyway. Well, so in that case, like what we, with the tools of access, we kind of what we start to do is ask questions. Like so like a question opens up your reality and opens up your universe. Right. And a conclusion kills it. So it's like coming out of like the mind, basically, because like your mind is like a calculating system. Like it just wants to limit you. It wants to tell you like this isn't possible. Right. So like say when you went to set up your podcast from the first day, like did you have like limitations come up? Oh, absolutely. And I still have them all the time, um, constantly. I think why I completely get where you're coming from, from limiting beliefs is just through through coaching and do a lot of one-to-one coaching team development. And I see it all the time. People are predominantly, I would say, negative and have more negative thoughts than positive ones and, and just put a, a boundary or a barrier on what they can achieve. So I, I absolutely hear that but i think the lack of awareness is amazing that people don't realize that they're limiting themselves based on their belief system right so yeah and it's like we don't also have tools to change it like you know even 
you know, even if you do know, or you're judging yourself, like, how do you stop that? How do you change it? You know, and so a lot of us are missing the tools, like the information, like, how do you actually change that? And so one of the things Access has given me is questions, like asking questions. So, you know, if instead of, you know, saying, okay, like, I don't know if I can do this podcast. I don't know who's going to listen to me. Do I, you know, am I really good enough to do it? All these limiting beliefs that may come up whenever you go to choose something in your life that may be greater or beyond your comfort zone, right? Then you would turn it around and just be like, okay, well, so what would it take for me to be able to do this with ease? Or, you know, what's right about me that I'm not getting? Or, you know, what contribution could I be to the world? You know, because we seem to think that we're like all these like, we don't seem to get like that. We all have these unique talents and abilities um, and capacities and the world requires us. You know what I mean? The world requires to hear your podcasts. But if you were to buy into the limiting beliefs like, oh, I'm not good enough or whatever it is that comes up and not start your podcast, the world would be missing your voice. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And it's like it's and how many of us do that in so many areas of our life we keep playing small and we keep ourselves hidden rather than actually getting the gift that we are getting the greatness that we are getting that we all actually have contributions to make to people to the people around us to the planet Mm -hmm. how did you find access consciousness and i know from doing a bit of research on you and checking out your your stuff on facebook and you know, learning a little bit more about you, you know, it sounds like it happened a number, maybe in your 20s or towards the end of it. But it's interesting yeah. how, what led you to it, do you think? Oh, God. <laughs> That's a long story. <laughs> we have time. But just, just sum it up. <laughs> oh, um, well, well, first off, I was a seeker. Um, and Is that a term I, in access consciousness that you're kind of labeled? Uh, I think no I well, I think I probably heard it when I got to access but I definitely knew oh wow yeah like a seeker like okay, what's the seeker like I just I was always looking for something else you know what I mean like uh do you not have you know you, you know those people who always go to different workshops and try different things and always trying new things like I was um, always seeking something else like something different you know like that there has to be something else here in the world like this can't be just it like that there was just something really missing in this world for me, you know, like, um, and I suppose what brought me to access was that I went through a lot very early on in life. Like I had, um, a breakdown when I was 21 and, and I, that's when my seeking started. Like that's when I started like going to yoga, trying meditation, like trying everything. I tried, you know, going to shaman healers. I tried all different stuff. And I did like spiritual programs, just looking, really looking for anything, anything at all, Rob, that could give me ease, Mm -hmm. that would give me peace in my head. Because I had really, really, really like racing thoughts you know, like insomnia and not being able to sleep. And I had a lot of ups and downs and highs and lows and um, and always felt like there was something wrong with me. Like always, 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 like there's something wrong with me, you know? Um, and at the time, um, well, there was, you know, there's lots of different parts on my journey. And, you know, like I went through a lot of pain in my early 20s, a lot of like trying to fix myself, trying to different things to try and fix myself um, and then I actually found a, th- a thing called five rhythms dance and it's kind of like a it's kind of like dancing but without without the structure of it like you know and it's like moving from your head down into your body and just doing a lot of free movement um, and it's like it's like dancing but like not in like it like takes the ego out of it. It's not about what you look like. It's not about how you move. It's more about just getting into your body and dancing and letting go of the mind. So that kind of gave me a lot of like release and gave me a lot of space and a lot of joy. Um, but there still was something else. Like there was still a lot of like uh, days where I just was upset and crying for no reason and not knowing what's wrong with me. And, um, you know, even though I was doing all the right things, right, by the book, you know, doing all the healthy things that you're told you should do to keep a healthy mind and body. And I still, I just still like felt like there was really something missing. Um, And I judged myself a lot. 
Um, and a friend of mine who I knew at the time, she, I went away for, I actually went to Miami for the summer and I came back and I noticed a big difference in her. I was like, what's she doing? You know, what has she been doing? I was kind of like, I noticed that she had a lot more ease. She had a lot more space. Like she was a lot more peaceful in herself. And, and I was like, so I started asking her questions like, what are you doing? And, and she had found this thing called access bars and access bars is like, um, it's a one day class you can take. And it's basically where it's like, consciousness for your body so you know the way like you read all these books and you educate yourself and you talk about consciousness this is more like consciousness for your body it's like pouring consciousness into your body it's um, hands-on all these different points on your head and it's like a light touch system and and when when someone runs your bars it's it's like another form of meditation like it gets you to that place where you actually start to shut the mind off and you kind of let go of control and your body actually starts to receive peace and ease and space. Um, and that's what she had been doing. And that's what I noticed. Like, I didn't know what she was doing. I just knew she had this peace in her and this ease. And that's what I was looking for. I was like, I, re- I just want to have peace in my head. Um, and did, did so, she find that in, in Ireland? Just Yeah, Ireland? she did. Yeah, she went to like a mind-body festival up in Dublin and... Um, there was like a, you know, one of the, at the expedition or whatever, there was somebody there demonstrating it and she tried it out. And then this other lady was there and she was offering the class and she just jumped right in there mm. and took it. Yeah. Okay. Very good. So that kind of got you on that, that journey. I was again doing a bit of reading around the access bars and you said there's 32 yeah. unique points on your head and like, so maybe just even through through a session is it like a one hour thing would you notice a difference straight away is there a cumulative effect of getting it done maybe talk a bit about that yeah that's a good question so yeah it's so there are 32 points in your head and they're all connected to your different like thoughts ideas and beliefs so like there's a bar for money there's a bar for control creativity all these different things like body healing and so basically when you you if there's a couple of ways you can do it you could like just look up a facilitator and go book yourself a session so and um, I actually went to Rachel's daughter Rachel O'Brien was my friend and she's the, she was the one teaching it I went to her daughter to run my bars first I was in college I didn't have that much money I didn't want to pay like full price for a session so her 14 year old daughter was also doing it mm. and she was like charging a lot less so I was like let me go get my bars on and try it out with um, Aoife and Aoife ran my bars and I didn't have a clue what it was, Rob. I literally lied on the table. I was like, okay, I don't know what this is, but I'll give it a go in a way, you know? Mm. And um, I, like, again, because I'm so in my head, right? Can anyone else identify, like, how much time you spend in your head thinking? For the first half of the session, I was just thinking, 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 thinking. And then halfway through the session, she moved points. And I now know the point she was on, which was kindness, gratitude, peace, and calm. And everything just kind of, like, dropped and softened in my world and my head just kind of like mellowed out and I actually for the first time actually just relaxed and and this kind of like ease or kind of and I know now what it is at the time I didn't know and this ease kind of came over me and the rest of the session was more like me being actually like relaxed without my mind talking to me you know Mm -hmm. that constant natter you know the monkey mind um, and so I came away from the session and I honestly, I didn't really like, I didn't feel anything as such, you know, I just was like, I know now when I look back, I was definitely more relaxed, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think afterwards I sat down with a friend and I watched TV and I think it was the first time where I actually could watch a TV program where I actually was able to just concentrate and not be like in my head. Um, so that was my first session and, and I didn't go back for another one like straight afterwards. And But because I was friends with Rachel, I was hearing a lot of the other information, like the questions and stuff. So she was kind of like feeding me a lot of the tools without me realizing. Mm. Um, and it was actually like changing my world. Um, and so I think it was like a couple of months later, I decided to go and, and get a session from her. And that session was like, oh, my God, like it just changed a lot for me. And so and then later on, like a month later, I took the class with her, the bars class. And that's so to get back to your original question, everyone's different. You know, someone could come for one session and be like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And like have 
like, you know, have so much change. And then someone could come from a session and be like, oh, I don't really feel anything, right? And, and then they might come back for more. And, and then later on, they might get a lot more ease. Like, it depends. It took me a, a good while of getting my bars run before I was able to actually let, let go and actually for my mind to shut off. You know, like if you're someone who tends to have a lot of racing thoughts, sometimes it takes a while for your mind to like drop down. You know, do you ever go to like a meditate? Do you ever try to meditate? Yeah, I meditate pretty much every day. And and to that point, I think what I try, try to explain to sometimes to people is when you're doing it for the first while, you might start thinking, God, I'm getting worse at this. But the actual the actual truth is that because you're becoming more aware of your thoughts, it's just you notice them more apparent as opposed to before you're just probably not even aware of all the mad stuff going on and being autopilot. So, so yeah, no, I totally um, can understand the kind of change process that's probably going yeah. through there. Yeah, and it's different for every single person. That's why it's really hard to say, oh, you know, do you need one session? Do you, you know, do you take the class? Do you, because when you take the bars class, then you can actually run bars on other people. Um, and that's really cool because then you can take it home with you. And like for me now, like I'll run my my husband's bars um, and it will change the energy between the two of us. Like if I ever feel like I want to kill him, <laughs> do you know, do you ever feel like, you know, you just want to fight? Like you have that energy coming up in your world, like you're, you're picking a fight for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You might not know that, Rob. No, you probably no. don't do that. No, I'm totally not like that at all. Uh... Um, but uh, so um what I would do is I'd run his bars and, and then it, it just, it changes the energy between the two of us. It brings us closer. It, it just creates that, like it brings, it takes away all the struggle of the world, right? Like how much struggle is there in this world like that we live in? Like a lot, right? <laughs> People struggling with money, with relationships, with their body. Like we're, you know, everything we're kind of fed is like, you know, like work hard, work hard, work hard. And it's like, where's the peace? Like, where's the space? Where's the ease? Um, so the bars for me was like, you know, getting my bars one was the was the first place where I actually allowed my body to receive, where I actually could start to receive. And by receive, I mean receive like that space and that ease. And like, do you ever go out in nature, right? Mm-hmm. And go out and like go out into the forestry or go out on the beach and there's just this space there like, and it's just like, oh, my God, this is so beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. Because nature doesn't judge. Like, the ocean doesn't judge you. The trees don't judge you. Um, so it creates this space. And so the bars, getting your bars run, it creates that same space that you get when you're out in nature. Like, getting rid of the judgments you have of yourself. And when you get rid of the judgments you have of yourself, you your life just gets greater, mm-hmm. you know? your relationships get greater you can receive more money you can have more ease in your business um, and a lot of the times what we're doing is we're we're creating from unconsciousness like we're creating from these unconscious places you know mm-hmm. we're running our lives on autopilot we're like you said we're not present we're not present in our life you know we're checked out mm-hmm. and we're just like going from a to b to c to d mm-hmm. can you run your own bars yeah you can actually I mean it's always better to have someone run your bars for you like that's why we you know if you take the bars class you can go and you can get together like what we do is here now like I'll have a bars exchange at my house every couple of weeks and anyone who's taken the bars class comes and we all just partner up and we run each other's bars so you'll have like a massage table and you'll give bars to someone and then they'll give bars to you so it's great to have that like you know gifting and receiving because that's Mm -hmm. what it is it's a gifting and receiving but like you can also run your own bars. It's not as effective, but it still does work. Okay. And is it based on any science or is there, I suppose, research done on it to show the, the Um Yeah, things? there there has been. Um, there's a neuroscientist, um, Dr. Jay Fannin is his name. Okay. Um, and he's got on YouTube, he measured, he had all these different ways of measuring mm. um like scientifically what happens the brain um and so he measured all these different like modalities and um access bars was one of them and and what he found is that when you get your bars run it slows down the brain waves slow down Mm -hmm. and so when the brain waves slow down neural pathways can change and that actually changes behavioral patterns and changes reaction patterns so 
what you find is that like a lot of times, like what I say is like when you have more space and ease, you won't be as reactive. So like if you get your bars run afterwards, a lot of time, like maybe your husband could say something to you or your mother. And before you may just go to like fight or defend or react, you don't have those reaction patterns anymore. It's amazing. You're just there like, oh, wow before that would really bother me and now it's not <laughs> you know yeah, like, yeah. No, definitely and sounds... so he yeah dr fannin just showed that actually and we just talked about it as well there's a documentary called beyond words and um, if you want to look it up on youtube and um, and that also gives you more information around the around the science behind it but he showed that when you get your brain or when you get your bars run it's the the, the brain goes into i think it's called beta you know, which is, that's what we look at. I think they look at that when you meditate yeah. as well, where you go into the beta. Um, so it's actually better than an, a good, than an, like going, it's better than a night's sleep, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I think it's a similar, similar studies on the brainwaves, the fMRIs. I think when you do meditation and you can start seeing activity kind of doing uh, or, or changing, I suppose, over time and, and similar to the neural neural pathways yeah. that, that get created um no it and definitely sounds interesting there was another study done as well by um uh, dr terry hope um and she did a study and it's, it was printed on the journal of psychology um for she did a study on running bars on people with depression um, and so you can also look that up too. I don't, I don't memorize the sure, results. Sure, sure. No, <laughs> I no. just know it works for me. But she was able to show that um, people with acute and high depression that after just one session of bars, their depression like was gone down. Okay. Um, and you know, and they're trying to do more research, and you know, research takes time as well, um, and a lot of resources. But um, what I would say is that like I. For me, meditation, and I do still meditate a bit, not as, you know, not, I'm not like a full, like uh, every day I have to meditate. But for me, meditation was kind of difficult because not kind of very difficult. <laughs> Let's be real. Because mm -hmm. I had so much going on in my head. And um, I also have a lot of energy. And I know now that that's actually a, a, a talent and a gift. And um, so, you know, we have a lot of kids these days who are being labeled ADD, ADHD, you know, um, all this stuff. And they're being put on medication. Right. And I'm, I'm not here to talk about medication. I'm just saying that they have a lot of energy. Right. Mm -hmm. That's what they have. Yeah. And you know, and rather like, so if you take a child like that and you try to get them to meditate, it may not work. Like meditation didn't work for me because I also have a lot of energy and I can multitask and I can do things at the speed of space. And I actually require a lot of things going on at once to keep me, um, that actually, that stimulates me more. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where I kind of work at my best. Um, so sometimes meditation for me was like, I couldn't, I didn't need, like, it wasn't going to work. I needed to use my talents more. Um, and so a kid with ADHD, um, rather than trying to get them to focus on one thing, if you give them lots of things to do and allow them to be the, like the capacity that they have with energy and multitasking and all that, rather than trying to get them to slow down, you know, mm -hmm. like, what are we doing? We're trying to tell people to slow down. Rather than actually, hey, you have a lot of energy. Why don't you use that? Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, use that and create a couple of things here all at once. Mm -hmm. um, and so for me, access gave me that like information that I was missing because I kept making myself wrong because I thought I couldn't slow down. But it, one of the, my favorite tools from access was um, what's right about you that you're not getting you know, and that you may just be different. You may not fit in to mm. the standard of what this reality tells you you should, you know, mm. like you may just, you know, function differently, think differently, have a different speed. And, and so the bars is a way for you to actually get like you, mm -hmm. like so you're unique, you're different. Like what, what's, what's right about you that you're not getting rather than trying to fit in, you know, how different are you really? Sure. So it's definitely a self-awareness tool from that perspective and then to your point once you're aware you can self-accept more i suppose yeah i think allowance you know what i mean you can actually start to have allowance for you and mm -hmm. um, because even with the acceptance it feels like we're still judging ourselves mm. you know like okay. it's like oh i'll just accept myself but it's like 
you know, when you have allowance for yourself, it's allowance for all of you, the good, the bad, the ugly. But how many of us are trying so hard to be so good and so right and so perfect and so correct while denying and trying to, you know, reject all the parts of us we've decided are bad, terrible, awful and mean, right? Mm. Rather than like, hey, allowance for me, like, you know, allowance, like sometimes you, you know, sometimes you're great. Sometimes you may not be great. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, how I guess I don't know if this is something that you were struggling with or, or but a lot of people struggle with is how they they compare themselves to others mm-hmm. and yeah. comparison is the thief of joy I think is one of my favorite statements because it you know you're comparing and you're just taking away your your uh your joy you're, you're writing that one down there I see, see I you. love that <laughs> it's comparison. not mine I think I don't know who is, uh, somebody <laughs> very it. very famous said it but um does it does it would it help with that so you're not you're not only having to you're accepting yourself or allowing yourself but not caring as much what other people think then as well yeah i mean that's yeah totally because like in this world like we're taught to judge like we don't come in as babies we don't come in judging but we're taught to judge you know we're taught to, to you know to like we learn it it's a behavior we learn and you know and then like so with the judgment, like people are going to judge you regardless. So, but we let us, we stop ourselves. And, and I know I did so much because we're so afraid of being judged. Right. Mm-hmm. Rather than just like, you know, so Dane here is one of the founders of access consciousness and he wrote the book being you changing the world. Right. Um, and it's all just about being you, you know, and like people are going to judge you regardless. So why not be you? But we, like you said, we spend all this time comparing ourselves to others. And it's like so unkind to us because there's only one of you in the world. Like there's only one Rob O'Donoghue, you know, like, so what you do is unique. Mm -hmm. And like, even if there's like, you know, how many podcasts is there right now, like in the world, lots of them, but you have your unique way of doing it, your unique message, your unique way of interviewing. So when you compare yourself to someone else, like, it's so unkind to you because you're not actually acknowledging, actually, I am unique. I have my own talents and abilities. Mm-hmm. And, and when we compare ourselves, then we go into competition mm-hmm. and then we start competing with other people, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so, so yeah, I don't know if I did even answer your question. Did I just rail off there? But yeah, mm-hmm. the judgment of comparing and judging of others. Yeah. So I think what the thing with the bars is that, you're right in a way you going back to your original question like does it help you stop judging yourself comparing yourself to others answer yes because when you for me in a way I can just talk about me when I started to get my bars run it was like this energy too like okay I can go and create whatever I want to create like what's the life I want to have basically you know and one of the things was do I want to live in Ireland it was like no I actually want to live in the sun like I want to like I love the sun Mm. I love the beach you know so it was like I got okay, what can I, you know, I want to do yoga, I want to dance, I want to create more consciousness in the world, I, I yeah, I want to live on the beach, I want to live where it's hot, and so I, I started to see, okay, these are all the things I want to create, mm-hmm. and rather than being like, okay, I can't leave, and I can't leave my family, and all this judgment, right, and guilt, and all the stuff that stops us from choosing, I had this energy in my world from getting my bars run, where it's like, okay, Amy, what do you want to have as your life, what do you want to create, go, go create, you know, so um, I wasn't being held back as much by, okay, what's the, what, what's everyone going to think about this, you know, and it, it does come up from time to time where I'm like, oh, if I post this video, God, will I get a lot of judgment? Will people think I'm what, you know, blah, 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 whatever their sure. judgment is. Um, but I, do, I, I don't leave it stop me anymore, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like what if you never let other people's judgments of you stop you? You know, and if you look at all the like the great, you know, the great people in the world, like um, change makers in the world, like they're judged a lot, sure. you know. Yeah, 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 no, absolutely. And to your point, like I actually even my and I obviously don't get my bars run, but I think just similar <laughs> kind of self um, self-awareness and self-control and management. Like I typically don't listen to podcasts of people doing something similar because I don't want to compare myself to them or I don't want to actually don't want to learn from them either because then you'll start almost modeling yourself on, on, on them. So I think that's just something you can apply to whatever world or, or, or environment you're in, you know, to be a bit more unique, to, to kind of maybe not 
to uh, not not try and compare yourself. Did the back to your original point of being a seeker has has the seeking changed as you started to get more connected with the the, the consciousness and and what what did that become? Is it a different form of seeking or? Yeah, definitely. I think um, before, you know, in my early 20s, I was seeking from like the wrongness of me. You know, it was more like there's something really wrong with me. Let me go and try and find something to fix me, you know, and that was kind of like my operative state, you know, and that's what like ran my life for a couple of years, for a good few years, actually. Um, and I, I and I went back to college and I studied social care in CIT. I went back as a mature student and and that was really great. That was a great course and that gave me a lot of great life skills and, you know, um, and all those things contributed to me and helped me change a lot. Uh, and still, I think underneath it all, I was still like, God, I think there's something wrong, you know, like feeling like I was so different to everyone else, you know, like, I, like, and I had friends in college and I loved all the girls I went to college with and all, but still feeling like I was on the outside, like I didn't really fit in here, you know, and, um, you know, I stopped drinking at 21. I stopped parting. I stopped all that stuff very young. So I felt like, God, like, you know, like I, I, I definitely don't fit in now. Right. Especially being Irish and not drinking in Ireland at a young age. It's kind of weird. And, you know, people are like, you're Irish, you don't drink. Mm. So, um, I, you know, I still had that like whole feeling like, God, there's some, I'm, there's something wrong. Like I'm missing something or just, I'm different, you know? And, um, while still like doing a good job of fitting in, you know, (laughs) and then, um, it definitely changed, you know, I, it changed a bit when I found the dance and the ecstatic dance movement and, and that gave me more joy and more like a a space to kind of just be me, you know, and, and just let go and move and dance. And that changed a lot for me. And then, and then when I found access, um, I think that's when I actually stopped, like looking outside thinking there's something wrong with me also looking outside at someone else to help me or fix me you know like I at one stage I think right before access I was going to go to India and look for a guru (laughs) (laughs) you know like I'm gonna go to India and find a guru and the guru is going to tell me how to live my life Mm. you know like and that's so disempowering because you're constantly looking outside of you for someone else to give you the answers Mm -hmm. and nobody else can tell you how to live your life no one else can tell you what works for you you know and and so access was like all about empowering you to know what you know you know never giving you an answer always just like a question and so you can get what works for you so I think that was the beginning of the shift of seeking from like trying to fix me and more like seeking now I would say I'm a seeker of more of just like there's always more to find like there's always more possibilities there's always more to create there's always more of you right Mm -hmm. like um so I think getting my bars run gave me more of me and now and now every day it's like an adventure you know like what can I create today Mm. interesting when you're talking about the work that you kind of do on yourself with the bars and I compare it to just coaching when you're coaching people there's a misconception of a coach's role in that I'm working with you and I'm telling you how to do something with coaching. I'm just basically listening to what you're saying and you ultimately find the answer as well. And same with meditation. It's all internal mm. where people need to, to kind of stop looking external, figure out what's going on inside. And that's where the the true kind of happiness or betterness or joy or whatever will, will come from. But I think people struggle with that because it's difficult for people. And sometimes you forget again i think if you've done a lot of work on yourself the curse of knowledge a few years earlier before you started you forget how difficult it was and then Mm. all of a sudden it becomes uh, you just almost get complacent of it so i think it's important to keep that message kind of there so just an aside of how it all um i suppose there's patterns in in different approaches uh, that that just came up there so just you're an access certified facilitator right so over the the journey from getting your bars run uh to the next stepping stones is there there's different levels i suppose you can go up becoming different different qualifications Uh, maybe talk to me a bit about the path there 
Yeah, I mean, um, I, I suppose when I found it in Ireland, I just, you know, I went and took the bars class and, you know, like, so you could just take the bars class and you learn how to run bars and you, you know, you learn about where the points are and then you can offer it, you know, to your clients in your sessions. You can offer it as part of your coaching business. You can just run it on your friends and family just because, you, you know, you want to you want to do something nice for them. Um, and then you can go to bars exchanges, local bars exchanges. And it's great because then you get to meet loads of other people too. You know, it's like you get to actually meet other like-minded people or whatever and, mm -hmm. and, and make new friends and all that and not feel like you're so alone either, right, on this path to more consciousness that you're not the only one desiring something different in the world. And mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of like the beginning. And then because I think because I received so much like space and ease and change from it right away I was so enthusiastic Rob I was like oh my god the whole world needs to know about this mm -hmm. <laughs> so I was like took um you know three bars classes and became a facilitator right away which allowed me to teach the bars and to teach people how to do it and then you know took some other classes too and but ever you know back in my early 20s when I was going through a breakdown um or slash breakthrough whichever it was mm -hmm. <laughs> um I had the like information came to me that I was going to look for body work. Like I required body work and I had no idea what body work even was at the time. Hmm. So when I found access, there's like a whole load of body work, like getting your bars run is a body process and there's right. loads of other body processes. And for me, um, just, you know, I was going to a lot of things like, um, spiritual meetings, all these different things. And a lot of the stuff I was doing was very in my head like in, you know, read all these books and I had all this information, right? But it was like, I didn't have it in my body, mm. you know? So even though I knew about gratitude and kindness and all this stuff, I would still have these reaction patterns in my body. So I'd react to things. So I was missing the consciousness in my body. So I was looking for that in a way, like there was, I was like, there has to be something else because we can't keep rehashing the same story over and over. Like, when are we going to get to actually change that? So the bars was the beginning of me actually receiving the body work I knew I required. Um, and because I received so much, I was like, I want to share this with the world. So that kind of began my path to wanting to teach it. And I and I taught a lot of bars classes in Ireland and Cork um, the first kind of year I did it. Um, and, and then I also took um, more body classes that Access offered. And I started offering, you know, teaching body processes to people too. Um, and then I think I was about a year and then I decided to move to America because I had an opportunity to get a visa and I took it. I was like, oh, okay. okay, not too often you get a, a visa for America to work legally. So sure. let me take it. So I did. And and then I just continued on here. And yeah, I've gone on to become a certified facilitator, which allows me to teach um, a, like a four day class, which goes more in detail into the tools of access. And we go a lot more into, you know, uh, just a lot more into like creating the life that you want to create, clearing a lot of the stuff, you know, clearing points of views around judgments around business and your body and relationships and and sex and um, you know, and talking about the earth and, you know, what we can contribute to the earth and just a lot more. Um, yeah, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> it's a lot more in detail, you know, and, mm. um, and so some people want just come in and they just want to, you know, learn bars and that's cool. And then some people want more. So, you know, we all choose at a different pace. Mm. I just seem to, you know, choose kind of like when I got it, I was like, okay, I want, I kept wanting more, you know, mm. so and I kept going. The point you made of, of having all the information in your head through all the reading for it to become real you kind of like anything you have to practice it or teach it almost you know to to, to it yeah. become part of you so well, does that happen through the movement piece mm, what with that with teaching movements i guess yeah you've said you did a lot of studying and reading and absorbing a lot of the information but to try and i suppose make it more is there a practical element to everything you took in and, and was that practical element manifested through the movement work? I, I don't know. That's what I'm trying to just connect. Yeah. I mean, well, for me, like if like we have bodies, right? Like we have this body, right? So if you like, how do you take the information that you have in your head and actually be it? Mm. Right. Cause you know, like it's one thing talking about, you know, all these great concepts, right? Talking about awareness, talking about consciousness, talking about all these things. 
but how do you actually be it? You know, so for me, healing, consciousness, awareness, all that has to include the body. If it doesn't, we're excluding a major part of ourselves. Like we're literally just cutting off our heads and going, this is all that's important, you know, Mm -hmm. like, so for, yeah, whether it's, and I know you've had, you know, people on the show talking about different movements. Like I listened to your guy who talked about the running mm-hmm. and, and there, and it's like including the body because consciousness includes the body. Right. And, um, how do you, how do you be it? You gotta, you gotta also embody it, right. Mm-hmm. Embody the information, embody the tools, embody, like if you're talking to your client. Rob about you know creating coaching him or whatever life coaching and business coaching but if you're not actually being what you're talking about there is there is an a, a disconnect there then right mm-hmm. absolutely yeah no no totally and I think a lot of the time people associate consciousness with the mind or the brain and they think it's all <laughs> up here but it, it can be absolutely anywhere and I've you know practiced and read into exercises where you're you're imagining you're looking out through your stomach i know that might sound crazy or whatever but you know you're you're, you can go to those parts of your body and be there and and witness things from that perspective or there's other stuff about witnessing imagining you have no head at all and kind of taking it off yeah it'd be great to take our head off (laughs) sometimes i feel like it would be anyway yeah but but i used to like take my mind away someone please so so like it sounds all very positive and but like anything you probably have you know days where it's a struggle as well or it's hard to kind of connect in and feel good about anything how do you deal with those sort of situations um (laughs) i i don't really have like i would say at the beginning i definitely still you know had days where i was like what am I doing here? What am I doing on this planet? You know, those like those days, but I actually don't really have days like that. Um, I've created the life where it's like, it just keeps getting greater, you know, like I've created everything I've created here is what I was asking for. And it just, I keep expanding on it, you know? So what I would say is that like, there's times where I'm uncomfortable. Um, but I don't see uncomfortable as difficult. It's more just like, okay, you know, um, if you're on the, you, if you're constantly creating change in your life and asking for more and demanding more and stepping up and being more, then there's days where it's uncomfortable, right? And and also if you're, you know, if you're also desiring more consciousness in your life, in your world, if you're, you know, asking for that, it's not always comfortable. It can be very uncomfortable sometimes. Um, but what I would say is that. I'm kind of more used to the uncomfortable now, you know? Mm. And, and so when the uncomfortable comes up, it's more like, okay, I'm uncomfortable. Okay, cool. You know, but I have tools to deal with it. I can go to a yoga class. I can go dance. I can go get my bars run. I can talk to a friend, you know, I can go get some body work done. Like I'm, I have more self care for myself, I suppose, in a way. And if I do, you know, get exhausted because I run my own business and I never stop. And it's not hard work because I love it. But you know, Rob, right? What a commitment it is to when you are your own boss or whatever, you never really stop because it's like, this is your baby, right? Mm, And so when I do have days where I'm like tired or I just don't want to face the world, I'll know like, okay, it's time to actually take care of myself today. And so what I do have is if, this is a great tool. I don't know if you do it, but I have a book, like a journal. Mm-hmm. And I write down all the things that nurture my body and my being, like me, like Amy and my body, right? And then I have a whole list. I have about three pages, all different things. Some of them are very small, like watch Netflix, have a cup of tea, eat chocolate. Uh, I have my friend Sue Cotter, call her in Ireland. She's always like, you know, my go-to person. I have like, go for a massage, get my bars run, all different stuff. Go to the beach, jump in the ocean. And, and I'll just go to my journal and be like, okay, body, like what do you require today? Like what can nurture you today? And I'll pick like one or two things from the list and I'll just go and gift myself that, you know, mm. and then that can really help shift my energy. Mm. Very good. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's interesting. Uh, it's a tool. I, I definitely journal regularly as well. And there's other similar type tools I've, I've often heard. I think Tony Robbins talks about of just changing state, you know, so mm. if you're in, a funk or not feeling great it's it's go for that 10 minute like 
full tilt run or dive in the ocean to just completely change shift it yeah your 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 physiological state or or whatever um but no absolutely and just i actually still have a day job believe it or not so this is my kind of outside my day job gig so i'm not fully just in case people are listening thinking what have i have i given that up yet but not not, (laughs) no i'm still uh, still doing the day job but um but that that's such a gift too like you know i work in a restaurant here Mm. um like one night a week two nights a week sometimes like and people are like why are you still doing that and i'm like because i like it you Mm. know what i mean it it, it's another it's another avenue for me so i think you know when you are building a business or whatever it is if you want to get going and doing something you love in the world there's nothing wrong with having a day job or having a part-time job to support you while you get your vision in place you know or while you start creating your other thing and when i first moved to america i worked full-time in a restaurant here you know, and I built the business on the side until eventually I could wean away, you know, and I thought I like, it's funny because I thought, oh, I can't wait. So like, I want to like build a business so I didn't have to work at the restaurant. And now I don't have to, but I still because mm. it's actually fun, you know, sure. so it's like not to just think, oh, you know, you can have multiple streams of, in- of income coming from all different places. And it makes creating your business a lot easier, you know. Oh, absolutely. Um, The question i was going to ask just in relation to some of the, the other tools like you mentioned journaling and obviously the bars and anything else that you picked up during the trainings and becoming the facilitator that are easily transferable or, or somebody could could test out you know before yeah having to jump i do in. i have one okay go for <laughs> i have the one that changed my life okay. um so so like I said, like, you know, I went through a lot of like ups and downs, you know, feeling great for one day, I'd be feeling great. And the next day I'd wake up and I'd feel depressed and there'd be nothing in my life that's wrong, you know. So and um, I my the girl, Rachel O'Brien, who my friend who introduced me to this, she gave me the first tool of access, which was like, like, who does this belong to? You know, like, is this even yours? And I was like, what? And she was like is this even yours? Like, is the sadness yours? Is the depression yours? And I was like, I don't think so. Cause I have no reason to be depressed. And it just comes on me all of a sudden. Mm. And she was like, yeah, she was like, you're like, you know, and this applies to a lot of us. Like we're like sp- psychic SpongeBob's. So we absorb, we absorb like all the energy going on around us. So like if you, your next your neighbor is depressed, you could wake up feeling depressed. You know what I mean? Like how many people in the world are walking around with depression? How many, like, you know, if you're living, and it depends also where you're living, you know, like uh, if you're living in a place where there's a lot of people with anxiety, you can pick up on that and you start to think it's yours because you feel it in your body because you think it in your head. So one of the tools, tools that she gave me was, Amy, start asking, who does this belong to? Like, is this mine or is this someone else's? And then just return to sender you know, and, um, and I just started using it. Like I didn't know, I didn't understand how it worked or anything. Um, because I could be walking along the street feeling great. And all of a sudden just, I'd get hit with this wave of emotion. Like Mm -hmm. I'd want to cry. And so when that would happen, I just go, okay, who does this belong to? Is this mine or is this someone else's? And you can also ask, is this something else? And then you, I just return to sender with consciousness attached, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't have to figure out where it's coming from. But sometimes when you ask the question, you will get an awareness. Oh, actually, you know, that's my auntie, whoever. I was talking to her earlier. She's actually very, she's got a lot of anxiety at the moment. Or, you know, yeah, like my, my next door neighbor is really worried. I'm just picking up on his, you know. Or it may just be that you're just picking up on the environment. Did you ever notice like certain times of the year, there's certain things that are like up, like so Christmas, you know, Mm -hmm. you'll notice, oh, you'll start worrying about finances. Why? Mm -hmm. How many other people start worrying about finances at Christmas, you know? And it creates this anxiety around, you know, getting the toys for the kids and all the money that's spent at Christmas or like I don't know other holidays that bring up different like you know that certain energies will come up around different times of the year Mm -hmm. and you'll start feeling it it's because you're aware you're picking up on other people's thoughts ideas and emotions so just asking that simple question who does this belong to and then return to sender with consciousness attached starts to dissipate the energy from your world and starts to get you to acknowledge how aware you are Mm -hmm. you know is is that so that's the full you ask the question and then you say the 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 last statement at the end that's return to sender yeah okay 
so is there is there kind of like mantras or certain phrases that you use in practicing the some of these tools sorry i just had to put um so i would not really mantras the only mantra access has is all of life comes to me with ease joy and glory and that's been really great for me so that's like um just repeating like that over and over all of life comes to me with ease joy and glory all of life comes to me with ease joy and glory and so what I do is like so say I wake up in the morning okay and you know the way you're coming out of like that peaceful sleep where you're just like ah everything's wonderful and then you're waking up and like I'll be like I'll wake up and I'm like oh god oh god oh god like that kind of that anxiety Mm -hmm. and it's crazy because I'm like I I have nothing to be anxious about I I love my life like what like so I know it's not at this stage I know it's not me I know it's not mine I'm just picking up on my environment right Mm -hmm. and and all the you know all the people waking up in the world at the same time thinking oh god I don't want to get up or I don't like my life or whatever it is Mm -hmm. so I'll start saying the mantra in my head before I even get out of bed I'll just start saying all of life comes to me with ease joy and glory and what it does is it starts to remind me that to function from like my reality is ease, joy and glory. And like this world, a lot of time doesn't function from there. Like a lot of this reality functions from, you know, work hard, hardship, struggle. So saying that over and over your thoughts, like all of life comes to you with ease, joy and glory kind of brings you back to you, you know, and to your reality and to like, oh, like actually everything can be ease, joy and glory if I choose it, you know. Mm. Okay, nice, nice one. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Just that there's a, a certain words that that you kind of repeat, which I think I suppose that's it is building a I suppose a habit and a, having a, a specific way of of thinking, right? So, um, yeah, no, it makes sense. Just I suppose the the flip side, it all sounds very positive. Like, is there or has there been negative press? And I did a bit of reading. I didn't get too much on it, but but what are what are I suppose some of the things you've heard about access consciousness that mightn't be that wouldn't be would be off-putting for some people how how have you experienced or not experienced any of that um i just think like so i just say to people like whatever works for you like you got to follow your knowing you know what i mean like i don't listen to other people <clears throat> if i did i wouldn't be where i am today mm. you know and so for me it's like even like, you know, I don't look for proof of things, you know, I don't look for like, like, for me, it's like, the proof is in how I feel afterwards. So we could sit down and we could argue back and forth all day long about whether the bars are scientific proven or, you know, whether like chakras really exists and all this different stuff. And I just don't get into it. Cause like, I even had someone say to me something about chakra dance that I do. And I'm like, I don't care. Like, I don't care what anyone says. I dance. I do the chakra movement and afterwards I feel amazing. Mm -hmm. I go get my bars run and afterwards I have more ease and peace. So for me, I would say to that, it's like, you know, you can read bad things about everything, you know, like Tony Robbins just got a really bad, you know, press thing going on at the moment. There's always going to be people hating on what you're doing when you're creating change in the world. And there's always going to be people who don't understand it. And you can't understand this. You can't, you know, energy is energy. It's everywhere. It's not something your mind understands. So for me, I just go with what works for me. What's light, you know, what lights you up. Um, And if you get something from it, great. You know, if you get something from meditation, great. If you get something from, you know, yoga, great, do it. You know what I mean? Like whatever works for you. So I would say the same applies for access. Like if you get your bars run and you love it, go for it. Like, you know, get your bars run, bring it home to your family and friends, share it. But, you know, if it's not for you, it's not for you. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's just a choice, like, right? Yeah. You know, everything's a choice. So, yeah, look, like meditation has been you know the whole woo woo thing for for a long time but now it's you know there's meditation classes in every corporate organization you know so the the mindset has certainly changed in how that's perceived so i think everything uh you know everything needs to be given a chance and and given a go um but absolutely i'm you know i believe in 
certainly uh, from from listening to you for the last 45 55 minutes or so i can absolutely see a lot of positivity around you and if it's if it's working that's absolutely the the way the way to uh to keep going with it for sure is there is there influencers or, or kind of excellent top level teachers that you've learned from in the in the journey you've been on what what i suppose stands those out more than than, than others um well I, dane here is like the co-founder of access consciousness and um, he has been probably you know like one of yeah my my main kind of like teachers facilitators and um, so he wrote the book being you changing the world and and that book alone if you read it could change your can give you a whole different perspective on reality um, and 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 just like knowing there's other people in the world like desiring something different desiring to have a greater world you know is that that alone is like excites me you know like i'm not you know i'm not the only one here who knows that there's something missing in this world and desires something else you know so i would say dane here and he has a youtube channel that you can subscribe to too um on the tour of consciousness um and then um, yeah, there's been so many, too many to mention right now, I'd say, yeah. Um, my friend Sue Cotter, she is in Cork and she um, she teaches bars as well and um, she's been an amazing support to me too. She and a bunch of other people are even, they do events throughout um, Cork and Ireland and they offer like sessions and I think they have an event coming up this Friday where people can go. Um, I think, I don't know what hotel it's at. I think it's, Vienna Woods I'm not sure don't quote me on that but okay. um I can share the event with you Rob if anybody asks you but yeah you can go along and you can try out and you can get your bars run it's like ten dollars it's really like they're just pretty much doing it for free just so people can try it out there's going to be like 10 facilitators in the room they're going to have the tables there you come you just try it out you get your bars run you know cool. and it gets you it gives you a chance to experience it but yeah there's been so many people who have been such a support to me but um yeah, I can't name them all. I'd feel no. bad if I forget some of them. No, that's fine. <laughs> and I will say for folks listening, because this will go out on Friday morning. If they do want to go, it's probably 10 euros. They're not going to bring $10 with them. Just oh, shit. <laughs> they don't need, they don't need to bring a $10, a $10 bill. <laughs> no, that's cool. Is there, is there, I suppose, does fear have a role in your life anymore? Is that something that you're, is there anything you're afraid of still? Or how, how do you deal with fear if it comes up? Um, well, I think fear, well, so fear isn't real, you know, it's just, uh, it's just an invention. Um, do you, do you know, like that fear has the same, uh, feeling as excitement? As excitement yeah. 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 So I, I think I have the tools now that if I'm like, I don't really get it. Like, it's more like I get the energy and sometimes it can feel like fear, but it's like, okay, what's about to change, you know, or what am I about to step into? Um, so, so yeah, I I would say I, I have the tools now to know that, okay, that this isn't fear, this is excitement, or this is me being uncomfortable, you know, so I would go back to like, oh, it's not really fear, it's more I'm uncomfortable. And, and I'm creating a lot of change, or I'm choosing more or whatever. So it brings up that uncomfortableness, right? Mm -hmm. Like, because you're about to step up and i don't know reveal yourself a bit more <laughs> that's good no, no that's that's a good one so amy i'm coming up to the hour um i did want to kind of wrap it around around that before we finish up and you did mention a book so i, I normally put a book uh, recommendation on the website so i'll put that up there you, you you've been a co-author i think as well though have you yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, so I wrote a chapter in a book, there was eight of us, um, and we all um, are dancers, but none of us, like all di from different like um, dancing backgrounds. So like, I'm not a professional dancer, I just found it as a way to help me, you know, um, have more ease and, and joy in my life, like more like a therapy. And there's a couple other people in the book, some of them are professional dancers, some of them are just um, like Rachel O'Brien, just like uses movement to um to create more space and so we wrote the book it's called dancing as the body of consciousness um and it just each of us give our own like share our own kind of unique experience with dance and how we use the tools of access to create more um more joy with our bodies and more fun and even simple tools of like you know when you go to a class like you go to a yoga class or 
you go to a whatever movement class the gym like and you find yourself judging you you know like you want to ask like who does this belong to because again that's another place people judge themselves a lot they judge their bodies they go to the gym they judge that they're not fit enough or they're not strong enough or they're not whatever skinny enough so the the book is great it gives you lots of different tools and information that you can start applying and you can actually start getting your body moving from the joy of movement not from the judgment of it you know not from the i have to but more from what's fun you know mm-hmm. yeah and changing the language yeah. around it from have to to get to or want to you know to have a more positive connotation on it uh, definitely yeah and including your body like asking your body like body like you know because your body has a voice of its own it has a consciousness of its own and asking your body like body like where do you want to go what movement class do you want to go to rather than just telling your body this is what we're going to do you know yeah, no, very good. Amy, look, it was fascinating chatting to you. I know you're over back in Ireland in September. Yeah. Do you want to just let folks know about the, uh, I think it's a three-day event or a course that you're doing and also maybe how people can follow you and connect in with you as well? Yeah, so I'm going to be home. Oh, my God, date block. Uh, September I have here written yeah, down. Anyway. I'll put yeah, it in the link. definitely anyway, September. So. I don't know the exact dates. I think it's the... 14th I think it's the 14th 15th 16th and 17th of September um but you can look it up on access consciousness website too if you go to www.accessconsciousness.com forward slash amy shine and the class is there and then uh Sue Cotter is going to offer a bars class the day before. Um, but if you just want to look up more about access, you can look it up on accessconsciousness.com. And then you can just go to class calendar search, look under Ireland, and you'll see a list of different facilitators in Ireland. You'll see a list of different classes in Ireland and see what's going on. Um, but yeah, I'll be home in September. But if anyone has any questions, just Facebook me. That's the best way, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And as Social I, media is the way to go these days, Rob, you know. Absolutely. And as I said to most folks on this that probably think it's an Irish-focused podcast, half the people that listen are in the US. So, you know, at least, you know, that, that could uh, have some people connecting in with you over that side of the pond as well. So, look, it was... That's it was, great. Yeah, you got listeners out in America. A bit, a bit of everywhere, you know, because as yeah. I said at the start, I, I don't interview uh, people in the GAA, so I typically don't <laughs> get all just uh, Irish people, US and England as well. Um, Amy, great to chat to you. I know we've been planning to do it for a while, so it was lovely to, uh, to chat. Thanks for sharing your story. I love learning about all different modalities or approaches. Um, it helps me when I'm bluffing my way to try and explain it to people as well, so... <laughs> Uh, it's great yeah no, thank thanks. you for having me on no it was great really, really and, and uh i normally have a backlog at the moment i'm kind of putting this one out this week all going well i'll get it out on friday so um look forward to sharing it brilliant thank you so much no worries thanks a million and have a great uh, rest of day in miami i say that through gritted teeth I'm in Delray Beach, but it's okay. Oh, it's an right, hour okay. from Miami. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Everyone thinks I live in Miami. <laughs> well, Florida, Miami. It's Irish Florida, people think yeah. it's all the same anyway. So. they all the same, yeah. Yeah, okay. Cool, Amy. Thanks a million. <laughs> Thanks so much, Rob. So this is the outro of the podcast, guys. You got to the end, and that is great. Please hang in here for another couple of minutes. I know most people won't, but maybe there's something here of interest. So check this out. First off, thanks so much for listening to this one as well as maybe the hundred or so that's gone before it. Why not check them out if you haven't already? There's lots of good stuff in there. The whole podcasting journey for me has been a huge learning and I'm trying to help you guys learn and improve as well. So much has changed over the last few years since I started it. I've really realized lots of the goals that I put out there and then realized so many unexpected benefits as well. And I think anytime you take on action towards a goal, you're going to pick up lots of things that you didn't expect along the way, and hopefully they're good things. In this particular episode, was there any one or two things that jumped out? Maybe you could take a pen and paper out right now, because this is something that you might think of during the episode but never do. Do it now. Take it out. Write down a goal that you're going to set yourself as a result of something you learned from this episode. Put a plan in place and then work towards it, applying yourself deliberately over time. Take ownership. Build a habit. Improve get 1% better, share accountability with somebody you know in a buddy system and learn and grow and improve. That's what it's all about. That's my hopefully 
inspirational piece done other areas to note check out the website rubofthegreen.ie you can consume everything there for free there is obviously the podcast there's video one minute monday clips there's articles uh, not enough but i'd like to put more there if you're interested in putting one there let me know and there's a get better app page which i'm starting to add new content to over time there's a feedback page you want to email me rob at rob of the instead but it's all about trying to engage you and get you to a place of improvement so i'm open to feedback as i said ways you can help me is by following me on the socials at rob of the is the website or at rob of the green on all the social platforms subscribe to the podcast on any of the apps that you might listen to it on talk about it tell a friend about it tell your family members about it share some of the ideas not only to your friends but to me is there anything i can improve upon sign up to the newsletter that's there as well i'm experimenting again with a group called slack rub of the green on slack this is really for a shared accountability environment and sharing ideas you can sign up to that on the website as well all of this is obviously all free but there is also an option where you could subscribe to my patreon site and make a small donation for the content that we do it's there it's totally up to you everything that is coming in through that or could come in through that will go into making the podcast better so to close i am always trying to improve and get better change is difficult i know that but it's all about taking the first step learning something applying yourself moving forward you can do this i've been able to improve pushing myself outside the comfort zone learning and i think if i can do it so can you don't overreach don't set yourself unrealistic goals one percent at a time is enough but it's all about starting and that will bring you on your pursuit of betterness to a great place thanks for sticking to the very end talk to you next time and take care good luck